This is the primal scream of a dying regime. Pray for our enemies, because we're going medieval on these people. You're just not got a free shot all these networks lying about the people. The people have had a belly full of it. I know you don't like hearing that. I know you try to do everything in the world to stop that, but you're not going to stop it. It's going to happen. And where do people like that go to share the big line? MAGA media. I wish in my soul, I wish that any of these people had a conscience. Ask yourself, what is my task and what is my purpose? If that answer is to save my country, this country will be saved. Warrior. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. The Senate could vote as early as today on a $1.7 trillion government funding bill. The upper chamber voted last night to start consideration of an omnibus spending package that would fund the government through September of next year. The bill needs to pass before the end of the week to avoid a government shutdown. Both parties are claiming they came out on top in the negotiations. After a lot of hard work, This package represents an aggressive and essential investment in American families, American workers, and in our national defense. It will give our troops a raise, it'll make health care more affordable for millions, and it fulfills the promise Democrats made to defend democracy at home and abroad. Well, we're moving toward uh, completing uh, the business uh, for the year, and I think in a highly a productive way from the point of view of the vast majority of Senate Republicans. This omnibus bill, it'll be on the floor, uh, provides a real dollar increase for the defense baseline and a real dollar cut for the non-defense baseline if you exclude veterans. Admittedly, I'm pretty proud of the fact that with a Democratic president, a Democratic House, and a Democratic Senate, we were able to achieve, through this omnibus spending bill, essentially all of our priorities. I brought with me the Omni, 4,155 pages. When was it produced? In the dead of the night, 1.30 in the morning when it was released. Now, People argue that it's conservatives' fault. It's you don't have the Christmas spirit. Somehow you're holding up government. Well, whose job is it to produce this? The people in charge of spending. The people in charge of both of the parties. When did they know that this would be necessary? Well, it's in the law, September 30th. You got nine months, almost 10 months, to produce a plan, to have a spending plan. They weren't ready on September 30th. So they voted themselves 90 more days. They weren't ready last week either. So they voted themselves another week. And now we have it at 1.30 in the morning this morning. But what's the clamor? The clamor is to vote. Vote now. Let's get it done. Why are you standing in the way of spending? Well, the real question is this. What is more dangerous? What is more dangerous to the country? $1.1 trillion in new debt. Or as Republican leadership likes to say, oh, but it's a win. It's a big win. We're getting $45 billion for the military. So which is more important? Which threatens the country more? Are we at risk for being invaded by a foreign power if we don't put $45 billion into the military? 
are we more at risk by adding to a $31 trillion debt? I think the greatest risk to our national security is our debt. The process stinks. It's an abomination. It's a no good, rotten way to run your government. $6 trillion entity, and they want 24 hours to process this, and then they want to go forward. I will be demanding two amendments. One, that this goes against the budget rules. The PAYGO rules say you can't do this. You can't have all this new spending unless it's offset. We will also be demanding that the PAYGO rules are increased. Instead of taking 60 votes to evade the rules, we're going to ask that it be a two-thirds vote to evade the rules. The American people don't want this. They're sick and tired of it. They're paying for it through the nose with inflation. Adding a trillion dollars to the deficit will simply fuel the fires that are consuming our wages and consuming our retirement plans. It's a terrible system. Someone needs to stand up. We're standing up, and we're going to say no. Amendment that I'll be asking for and that uh, Senator Schumer uh, agreed to last week would be to eliminate all the earmarks. And uh, I've got my own prop here. So that's the entire omnibus. This is the language on earmarks only. There are, let me get the exact numbers, um, $9.8 billion worth of earmarks. Thousands of individual projects here. Both cut, Democrat cut the, cut the, and Republican. I, I, can't take, I can't take the nonsense anymore. As much as I respect Ron Johnson and Rand Paul, that's just crap. Okay. This is like talking about what's happening at Twitter as the, uh, remember, it's nothing but misdirection plays all the time because they think you're an idiot. Talking about Twitter as a First Amendment free speech or on Fox as a free speech, you got the free, it's not about free speech. It's about a, a Twitter as we've talked about now for over a year, year and a half with the guys at Revolver. It's an intelligence apparatus, intelligence operation. Now we know not only the FBI and the, and the CIA, but you got DIA. And DIA is much deadlier than uh, than the CIA. You got defense intelligence, the Pentagon running the psyops. And the 3.5 million is just the tip. It's going to be so much more. So that's not about free speech. And anybody talking about Twitter as a free speech thing is, is that this is an intelligence apparatus, not simply a crime scene. And anybody just talking that, as much as I respect Rand Paul, don't tell me about the amendments on pay as you go and I'm putting up an amendment. Read the freaking bill. Get, in the, get the clerk down there and read the bill. They'll give you, I calculate, 10 days. This is, it's not simply about the spending, and the spending's horrific. As we're going to go through, and we got uh, the head of oversight project, uh, Mike Cal, the great Mike Cal over at Heritage, and Daily Signal's doing some great stuff. Whatever. It's not simply the spending, and Cortez and I are going to get into too, which is going to crush everybody. Because it's just the it's just the the apparatus with all their buddies and sinecures and payoffs and the lobbyists all that it's about leverage. You got to get to the heart of it. You're giving Nancy Pelosi another year. Didn't the American people just speak about that? Didn't they just vote on that? In that with democracy, all you guys run around democracy this, democracy that, democracy. We gave you a democracy supposedly. We got four million more votes and flipped the house. So. Twitter is not about free speech. Twitter is about the government having a, an intelligence apparatus to do what it wants, okay? And they did what they wanted, including take out a president, a sitting president, Donald J. Trump, 
and they tried to the biomedical uh, the biomedical security industry. This is why Amfest was so important. Fifty million Americans. You don't think we can get a political movement with fifty million Americans? Fifty million Americans said, "I will not take the shot," and they're right, and everybody else is wrong. Okay. And now we're sitting here, and this is just up in your face. And any Republican who voted for them, they're they're your enemy politically. They're your enemy. Don't let them give you the happy talk. And Ron Johnson, you know, the earmarks fight's been forever. It's an entry drug, but it's a couple of billion dollars. It's, it's, it's insignificant. I understand it's a regular drug, but that's also a misdirection play. Don't give me the amendment on, you know, if you're going to pass a $6 trillion that you don't even count the full financing charges of, and as we've said from day one, I told you this is going to be $1.5 trillion to $2 trillion, didn't I? And everybody said, I said it's going to be $1.5 to $2 trillion. It's $1.7 and it doesn't include the full financing cost. It's over two trillion, it's going to be two and a half trillion dollars when you add in all the full financing cost of this. And now somebody's finally got it. It's 100% going to go into the debt. It's not paid for. November showed you that November is the worst month in the history of this republic for the deficit. A quarter of a trillion dollars, $250 billion. Why? Because of plunging tax revenues. And as Steve Cortez is going to show you with a couple of Steve Cortez's great charts, they're going to be plunging a lot more in 2023. So you got plunging tax revenues, right? You got you got a recite. We're in a depression for working class people. And here, and on top of all that madness, taking away our leverage, spend you 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 are schizophrenic in what we're trying to accomplish to get this economy righted. Because on one hand, we have a tightening monetary policy somewhat and rising interest rates, which would be killing you. The reason your Christmas is not going to be quite as merry as possible because your credit cards are exploding. At the same time, where they're passing now a massive stimulus budget. Last thing before I go to Mike Fowl, the 45 base talk, that's Ukraine. We got Zelensky's coming over today. Zelensky's coming here because he understands the importance of this vote. If we zero Ukraine, which we so should, Ukraine should be zero until we get the border and you got nothing but if thousands of people in El Paso ready, waiting right there to come across and get put on buses and get a credit card, get a phone, get some money and get a hotel up in Kansas City. This is a disgrace. And this shows you the end of the American Republic. This is how it ends. This is how it ends. This is how it ended in ancient Rome, and this is how it's ending here. And that Twitter situation is nothing but a Praetorian guard that wants to change out, wants to select who's going to govern you. Mike Howe, over at the, uh, you're the director of the Oversight Project at Heritage. Uh, give, me a, give it to me, brother, with the bark on. What's your assessment of this omnibus bill, sir? So this is terrible. It's a betrayal for a lot of reasons. Cementing the Biden-Schumer-Pelosi agenda, rewarding this incompetence and sabotage of our own country. But one thing people are not talking about is it absolutely kneecaps the ability of the Republican House of Representatives to perform meaningful oversight and accountability. How does it do that? Well, it takes away their leverage. Uh, when you conduct oversight, send subpoenas, letters, requests for hearings, etc., the only leverage you really have at the end of the day, especially when uh, the D.C. courts occupied by Obama judges and Clinton judges, is the power of the purse, the power to threaten financial consequences. So frankly, the Biden administration is going to see these letters, these hearings, and say, what are they going to do about it? They've already paid us off for the entire year. So the Senate just destroyed a major leverage point for us to actually get to the bottom of a lot of these scandals. 
it, 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 in your world, because I'm going to get back to actually Republican stuff, but in your world, starting January 3rd, after you swore it and whoever they figure out who's going to be speaker, you would see a really, we're going to start, we're going to hit the reset and start this over again. And we're going to start, we're going to go through and just look at this, right? And there are going to be some tough votes. You, you, you agree with that, Mike? Absolutely. You got to investigate first, fund second, make your determination as to what deserves money, what does not. Like like Russ, Russ votes talking about the heritage talking about somehow we have to get on the glide slope indicator to a balanced budget at some time because this madness just can't go on. And it may be 10, maybe seven years, it may be 10 years, but you have to have a start. Is this the way to have a start giving Nancy Pelosi one more year in her dictatorial speakership, sir? No, absolutely not. What it really is, is Republican leadership and a bunch of senators who pretend to be Republicans and really are working with the Democrats the whole time. Uh, rejecting the will of the voters. We talk a lot about, you know, rejecting election outcomes. Well, this is certainly one. The voters uh, decided they don't want uniparty control of Washington, D.C., that spending is out of control, that our border is out of control, that this Biden administration sabotage of our country is out of control. And so what did our elected representatives do? Well, you know, a bunch of them just sided with the Democrats to cement that agenda into place. And I'm frankly surprised by some of the people that joined last night on the vote to proceed. You aren't surprised by names like Mitch McConnell or Shelley Moore Capito or John Thune. Those people we expect to be working with Democrats. Richard Shelby, of course, too. But I saw Senators you know, Rubio, Cotton, Tuberville voting to proceed. And I, I mean, maybe there's a 40 chess reason for that. But from where I'm standing, uh, members should be laying down on the tracks to stop these things, not just helping to go along and trying to get out of town and hope people don't notice. What resources does does Heritage have right now for people to to find out more about this and to make their voice heard? What are you guys recommending? So we're going through this monstrosity of a bill. We've already found a bunch of just terrible examples of of wasteful spending. I mean, one thing that was sent to me last night, $2 million for a wax museum in Baltimore. Can you believe that? And and there's all sorts of LGBTQ initiatives, woke initiatives. They're just going to cement this, you know, ideology, frankly, a religious ideology for the left throughout our federal government and our spending habits. So come to the Heritage website. We're updating Daily Signal on our Twitter feed constantly. Uh, We're putting out a lot of things that, frankly, should be providing the basis for House investigations, such as, you know, the illegal alien, you know, infiltration of our country and the participation of Catholic charities and other NGOs and basically facilitating it and massively profiting off of it. And, you know, yet again, the Republican Congress, uh, they're right to say anything the Senate sends over next year should be dead on arrival. Uh, 13 members led by Chip Roy put out that threat. Kevin McCarthy yep. came on over top, said it. And that includes checks for Zelensky. Uh, Mike, real quickly, what's your uh, social media? Uh, follow me at MHAL tweets on Twitter. Heritage is at Heritage. Same thing for Getter. Hal, you're doing the Lord's work over there. Thank you very much. Thanks. Say hi to everybody, Heritage. Steve Cortez next in the war room. Will the lack of a red wave during the midterms lead to a more emboldened Biden, more wasteful government spending, higher taxes, the deepening of inflation? And how do you protect your hard-earned savings from chaotic financial markets? The answer, by diversifying your retirement savings with real physical precious metals with Birch Gold Group. Text Bannon to 989898 for a free info kit on protecting your savings with gold in a tax-sheltered account. Birch Gold has almost 20 years' experience converting IRAs and 401ks into precious metal IRAs. Text Bannon to 989898 and claim your free, no-obligation info kit. Don't let the left devalue your savings. 
own physical gold and silver in a tax-sheltered retirement account from Birch Gold. Birch Gold has an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau and thousands and thousands of satisfied customers. Text Bannon to 989898 and secure your future with gold. Do it today. Take action. Use your agency. To dedicate a whole task force of at least 80 employees to do nothing but communicate with social media sites and telling them uh, what stories to suppress, who to ban. It's just wrong. It's a it's a gross misuse of taxpayer dollars. It's a violation of the Constitution. And to think that as we speak, the Senate's sitting here giving them more money for the next 12 months, tying our hands and our ability to get the FBI in front of the committee. You know, one way we could get the FBI in front of the committee really quickly is say, we're not giving you a penny until you all come down here and explain to us what this task force was, why you told Twitter to suppress the Hunter Biden laptop story when you knew darn well it was true. Uh, Steve Cortez, welcome back into the war room. Uh, Steve Cortez, uh, Jamie Comer has not been known as a radical, right? Do right. you agree with that? He's, he's been Correct. pretty steady, Eddie. Right? He's going to be head of oversight. That brother has been lit the last couple of days. And Comer right. is laying it out right there. This is what it's about. The, he combines both of them, that it's not a suppression of free speech. We got a problem with the FBI and in the right. intelli- DHS and the intelligence apparatus at, at Twitter. And we got to get to the bottom of it. And you're going to see there was a coup against Trump. And I Correct. dare anybody show me facts otherwise. And he combines it with what's the beating heart of this omnibus which is not just the orgy of spending that's going to, that's going to bury us. And, and Senator Johnson, I love you, but please don't, please don't do the earmarks on me today. I can't, I can't do that. It's like right. Trump's NFTs. There's certain things I just, you're, you're just going to go, you know why? If you're going to pass, if the bill's going to pass, just throw, throw the earmarks in. Who cares? It, right. It's just, it's an entry level drug. And it's, it's, it, it, you, you beclown yourself by sitting there. I'm, pa- I'm putting up some amendments today to take down the, the earmarks. No, dude, you should be up in the freaking well of the Senate reading a thing right. for three weeks. Don't whine at me. Oh, I got in the middle of the night. All you're doing is whining, Steve Cortez. I'm so glad you're making this point because, listen, I have enormous respect for those senators you showed there, right? Rand Paul, Ron Johnson, they are great on so many issues and so often very brave. Uh, but that pomposity there, right, of them to get up to the podium and grandstand with puffery and beat their chest and act tough, as you well know, Steve, one committed senator can slam the brakes on the Senate because of the rules of that body. And a committed group of even just a few senators can grind it to a halt. That is not happening. You mentioned, for example, reading the bill, because this bill is about five times the length of war and peace. That alone would be a fantastic and necessary dilatory tactic. Why is that not happening? Why are they not using every single point of leverage? Steve, I think two two reasons. Number one is they're okay to be controlled opposition. That's the bigger reason. But number two, the more micro reason is, quite frankly, they want to get home. They want to try to beat the storm and get home for Christmas. Okay, I understand that human emotion, but guess what? With great, uh, with great leadership mandates comes great responsibility. And right it's now, ridiculous. They are not you only- got you had servicemen all over the world on Navy ships. You got guys all over the men and women all over the world. They're not going to see Christmas. Man up! I don't care if you're not going right. to be there. Just drinking eggnog, uh, you know, and playing with the train set, Rand Paul. And by the way, I got a lot of respect for you, but it's time to man up. You're absolutely right. The the rules in the Senate, any one person can do it. A Mister Smith yeah. goes to Washington type, or right. any group. And all we need to do, if you started reading the bill and you let the clerk take off Christmas Day, let's say, you would mm-hmm. get to the way my calculation works. Right at five minutes a page, and the things like a legal doc, it's like a contract. It's so dense. 
you would get to the afternoon of January. You would get to past noon on January 3rd, 3 January. That's all we need. Okay. Right. Because at noon, uh, Nancy Pelosi is gone. <clears throat> I mean, this is this is the outrage of this. And this is just showing you stem to stern why why the Republican leadership is absolutely totally corrupt. And let me let me hey, President Trump, how many of those 25 the senators that voted for it last night were endorsed by President Trump? Is right. President Trump whipping against this? And he's whipping for Kevin McCarthy. He's kind of taking a neutral stance on the RNC. And we'd love me some we love us some Trump here in the war room. We're, we're the core of the Trump of the Trump base. You know, we're the since he's never on Fox anymore, unless they're talking about his taxes. Right. Are they talking about the criminal referrals? Because that's all they talk about at Fox on Trump. Right. He, he, don't, he doesn't never gets a fair shot. He gets a fair shot. On right. But hey, guess what? This ain't 2015. As I said at Amfest, this is 10 X harder because they know what we stand for and they know that we're coming for them and they're coming for us. So right now, why is and I don't need another true social Hey, about this. That's fine. Love to true social. Put the golf clubs up and work the phones this morning and tell these guys that you endorsed Caputo and Moran, all the, all these people. Hey, guess what? I'm going to burn these, the, I'm going to assault the earth around your political career with the deplorables. Right. If you don't sit there and get in the well in the Senate and start chop blocking this thing. Am I, am I out of line there, Cortez? At all? No, you look. You are one hundred percent right. And President Trump, the clear leader of the America First movement, the person with more credibility than any other politician on the right in America, should absolutely be deeply engaged in this, and not the nonsense of things like NFTs, because uh, the future of our country is at stake, literally in just these coming days. And the reason I say that, Steve, is that even though the American people uh, gave a great mandate to hand the, the Speaker's gavel to the Republicans in the House next year, that power will be largely neutered if this omnibus monstrosity indeed passes in the coming days. It will effectively make Nancy Pelosi's political corpse the remaining Speaker of the House. She would almost be Speaker Emeritus into next year. Why? Because, you know, as Mike Howell from Heritage properly pointed out, without that leverage over over the Biden administration of the power of the purse, they're not going to do what's right. These aren't patriots who have the best interests of America at heart. Quite the opposite. And to be specific, we have a border which is absolutely in chaos right now. It is teeming with a human tsunami of trespassers pouring into this country as we speak. The only way that we will get Joe Biden to finally do his foundational duty of protecting this country of law and order, the first duty of any elected official, the only way we'll get him to do that is to threaten him with the power of the purse, to say, we will not fund any of your initiatives if you choose to shut the government down because you won't protect the border of the United States. That's going to be on you, Joe Biden. But this omnibus, Steve, takes almost all of that power away. That's the reality. So I, I, you know, I can't express enough the urgency of this situation. And I know for a lot of the deplorables out there who worked so hard into the election, right, who knocked on doors, who campaigned, who raised money, uh, who did everything they could with phone calls and social media, I know it's tempting to say, all right, you know, let's take a break. It's time for family and time for Christmas and New Year's. Folks, your country hangs in the balance right now. That is the reality with this omnibus. That's how dangerous this is. That's how much it defangs the victories that we did achieve uh, just a few weeks ago in November. This is absolutely critical. Uh, by the way, I want to praise uh, the Republican members of the House. You know, you showed Comer there. They are saying the right things. They're saying, guess what? If you do pass this monstrosity, uh, all yeah, the people yeah, who yeah, yeah, favor, yeah. But yo, 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 yo. But hold, 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 hold. Yo, 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 yo. I'm not. No, 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 no. Kevin McCarthy sat in the Roosevelt Room. It's deeply reported two weeks ago. Kevin McCarthy sat there with Schumer and Nancy Pelosi and and himself and and uh, and uh, and McConnell and Biden. They had their little lunch 
and they came out of there and he supported the process to get this on. Now, because of the bayonets in his back of the war room, he understood in his speakership, all of a sudden he's got old time religion. The, what the house is doing now is terrific. And Jamie Comer, but no offense. They should have been doing this when we, when war room that has no super inside baseball into the appropriations process, Steve says, Hey, the number is going to be 1.5 to 2 trillion. And they're sitting there going, right. we don't even know what the top line number is, top line number. This should have started two months ago. We've been talking about the lame duck since before the midterms. Everybody knew this was coming. This is just performative. This is the whole kabuki theater, the whole thing. So, no, I'm, I'm not buying that. Now, they're saying now, and they're saying, yes, anybody's name's on there. But I want to take a blood oath on that, a pledge, anybody's names on there. And that's why Trump's got to put the golf clubs away. Trump, McCarthy, all of them. Why does it get back to why does it get back to the hardworking folks in the war room who have jobs and have obligation, have to do something? They got to call the Senate and put their two cents in. No, this is all kabuki theater. And this is why Mar-a-Lago, God bless President Trump. Today's not a day to play golf. Today's a day to be working the phones. And just let's start with the guys that you gave endorsements to and didn't mm-hmm. run primary challenges like Moran in Kansas and these guys. Let's get them on the phone and, and, and say, and McConnell, who you endorsed, and say, look, you're cutting against America first. Hey, I tell you somebody who knows the importance of this is Zelensky. He schlepped over. He's not over here just randomly. He's over here not randomly on, a, uh, on, on some mission. He's over here today to make his pitch. Is he not Steve Cortez? No, of course he is. And listen, uh, Zelensky is a corrupt charlatan. He's an autocrat uh, who abuses his own people, but he's a shrewd political operator, and he certainly understands domestic American politics. And he realizes that the House, uh, in- incoming House GOP majority will not write him that blank check in the coming year. So he is coming over here, I believe, largely to seal the deal for this omnibus. Uh, and I know to people who might just be passively watching, that might seem like a stretch, but that is the reality here, because this omnibus includes... $45 billion more for Ukraine on top of the $40 billion that was already allocated. And it's, by the way, the total is actually probably much higher than 85. That's explicit much spending. Yeah, there's, yeah. It's, it's probably well north of $100 billion total for Ukraine. Uh, and, when, and you add in, when you add in all the other agencies and what they're doing right. for Ukraine, 100% intelligence, come on, it's over $100 billion for Ukraine. Right. Easy. Absolutely. And, and to, to put that in perspective, by the way, let's think about this. Sometimes when we talk billions and trillions, people's eyes can glaze over. The state of Illinois, okay, major state in the United States, large populated state, annual budget's $40 billion. That's the annual budget for the state of Illinois. Everything it does, schools, prisons, roads, courts, okay, we, we are spending roughly two and a half times that on Ukraine to escalate a war in which the United States has no vital U.S. national interest. And we are we are uh, threatening a global nuclear war, or at least inviting the possibility of a global nuclear war by engaging unnecessarily in and escalating this regional conflict, which should remain a European problem only. But instead, because the Davos crowd and because Joe Biden and his administration insist um, on escalating this into a global con- conflagration, we face this reality. And, and that's why Zelensky, who again, shrewd political operator knows that he needs to come to Washington, D.C. and effectively whip the vote in favor of the omnibus so we can continue to fund him uh, and his corrupt government in this unnecessary fight instead of the United States uh, insisting on diplomacy on both sides. A a diplomatic solution absolutely could be reached in this conflict of the United States. They're not having a joint. They're having a joint session of Congress right now. They're all trying to get out of town. So they're going to rush the omnibus. But they're going to have a joint, uh, you know, uh, event 
for Zelensky. Why don't they have the Border Patrol come back and why don't they do a joint event in Congress for the Border Patrol? Let the Border Patrol will tell you what's going to happen on the border when 42 is lifted. You've seen those pictures out of El Paso, Texas, right? Where we built the wall because guys told us the time, hey, this is where the cartels bring them across, baby. It's totally corrupt from stem to stern. Fair warning. Listen to this convicted home title thief explaining what happens when he forges your home's title and takes over as the new owner. Nobody thinks that I can take their house and borrow against the house. Oh, no, I have title insurance. It's in my name or he would have to get some special document. They would call me. You know, nobody's calling you. You're living in a delusion. After I've stolen the title, borrowed against it or sold the property, it's 60 to 90 days for that person to even figure out that they're the victim of this crime. You start getting foreclosure notices. You've got four mortgages on your house. You don't even own your home anymore. It's not even in your name. Home title fraud is growing two and a half times faster than credit card fraud. You could be a victim and not even know it. Here's how to protect yourself and verify your home's title is still in your name. Visit HomeTitleLock.com promo code radio. Then register your address for your no obligation home title report. A hundred dollar value you get for free. Again, get your free home title report at HomeTitleLock.com, promo code RADIO. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bath. Okay, welcome back. Remember, MyPillow.com, promo code WARROOM, not POSO, WARROOM, <laughs> promo code. He said it, he said it, folks. <laughs> promo code WARROOM. You still get your Christmas gifts. Go check it out. The 80% inventory clearance sale still goes on. Of course, Mike's got sales virtually on everything. Go check out a day. Uh, MyPillow.com, promo code WORM, the great Mike Lindell and the manufacturing company up in Minnesota. Continue on. Uh, by the way, we, we had a whole other show <laughs> scheduled, the post game, but I'm so mesmerized by Delta Gamma. Hold it. Continue on the story. Because okay, we, we found in the break, we found in the break, we found the break, a massive buried lead to this. <laughs> very, very big buried lead. The, the, woman from, the woman from National. Hold it. I said, wait, wait, wait. Let her say it. Let her say it. Go ahead. Okay. I also found found the email that I got from Can you them. read it? And so this was, I got a lot of, there were a lot of reports, but this was the one of the person explaining how I was transphobic. This is, this is what she said. Although I personally am not a black transgender woman, I would not feel comfortable sharing a sisterhood with someone who calls my truth clown world. The new member's <laughs> referral to a black transgender woman that was calling attention to the disproportionate amount of hate crimes committed against her specific demographic as clown world was shocking. The repeated rhetoric about transgender individuals, LGBTQ plus individuals, and same-sex marriage and the new members' social media and journalism left me extremely uncomfortable. I struggled with how I could in good faith encourage a woman who identifies with the demographics targeted by this new member and her tweets and journalism to join our sisterhood if I knew Natalie Winters might be sitting right next to her at Chapter calling her truth a clown world. Are you telling me wow. that they, hold on, hang on, that Delta Gamma ch Chapter <laughs> in the University of Chicago lets guys in the sorority? Well, I so to be fair, and this is the, the funniest okay. part of the whole story. So about two years after I left, um, 
all of you Chicago Greek life basically disbanded because they all said it was too racist to still exist. So I was actually ahead of the curve. Um, they shut down all the sororities and fraternities. It was it was an internal movement. So this it was it, it wasn't like it, Har- it wasn't like everywhere. Harvard where all it was over. top down like the the institution themselves saying. Oh, did Harvard Harvard kick the fraternities and sororities? Oh, uh, we should have talked about this when yeah. Charlie was here. That's turning points all been mm-hmm. all over this. Oh, I didn't even know. So, that. but you Chicago because even though you think you Chicago writes level headed conservative think, kids, no that but it's a perfect example of the wokes kind of eating their own because they actually disbanded the sororities and but then they actually all just reformed and started this like new society thing so it's it's also kids can just party and drink at, at the but, core of it but, but the buried lead no no stop you're not getting off the hook that easy <laughs> so the thing is it's a very interesting story <laughs> tell me about the adult the, the woman from the chapter she goes oh you mean the chinese woman right <laughs> i know you would think as someone who uh who studies ccp, CCP infiltration i would always Paul, uh, uh, do you have a confucius institute of chicago so U Chicago, well, there are no Confucius Institutes anymore because right. they got rid of because them. Because Natalie Winters took them, <laughs> blew them up. Thanks to DG, right? Yeah. So the joke's on them because they actually created their own worst enemy. Um, but U Chicago is probably one of the worst offenders when it comes to Chinese Communist Party cash influxes and these kind of propaganda operations. The China United States Exchange Foundation, which is one of these groups They're that I'm t- always railing about, right? Worse. It's, it's worse. evil, evil, evil. Um, they. I mean, re- they're up in your face. They're in your face. They don't try to hide it like Confucius Institute. They're in your No, world. yeah. Yeah. They're part of Beijing's political warfare department, uh, through and through. Um, and you Chicago still routinely collaborates with them. I think they just held a summit with them on like climate change or something. I love you know, the farthest. backstory though. The <laughs> origin story <laughs> yeah. of Natalie Winters <laughs> is that a yeah. suspected CCP agent no, okay. tried to kick her out of did the sorority. Kick, her, essentially yeah. essentially sorority. kicks her out, the same one that her mother and her grandmother had been Not in. Good enough. Which sets Don't her worry. off. Not, not good enough. Sets baby. her off okay. on a crusade so against I, the Chinese not- Communist <laughs> Party, to which she continues. Yes. She gets the Confucius yes. Institutes shut down nationwide. Greek life, maybe I'm Greek- secretly behind <laughs> all this. <that. laughs> I'm glad the War Room has uh, has comic book rights to that. Right. We have the, uh, this is amazing. Story. It's a great story. It really is. But it's but it, I I stand by what I said, and that for young people. Even though, you know, I wish everyone could be courageous and, you know, the whole, the whole thing. But it's really hard when you're, I was 19 at the time to go against the grain entirely and know that when I walked out of that skiff, I was going to be known as the crazy Bannon girl, which yeah. to me was like the best nickname ever. Yeah. Um, but to everyone else, I was, you know, the crazy neo Nazi that could never get into the parties that wouldn't have a social life that all my professors would know. That you know, oh, she's the crazy right wing girl, and that's why groups like Turning Point. No, are but here's so the other important. thing too: is we notice mm-hmm. in, in in doing the show and having people come up afterwards, there were even some a lot of high school students there. Mm-hmm. The the pressure wait, 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 actually, I know, I know the sad on the this. Pro, the, pro, the, pro, the in high school it's just as bad. There the are more. There are now more Turning Point high school chapters than there are college chapters. This is important for the people, the folks at home. And I was so blown great. away. With it's Charlie so great we that. had the older. Uh, Democrat, we had done the great reset, uh, with Charlie and the guys, yes. uh, the team about five or six months ago and had a great turnout. The outpouring of, of the war and the older demographic was incredible, but that's why you kind of act. This, as a this was the first multi-generational yes. turning point event that we've seen. And, and Kevin, you've been going to, uh, to turning points. You've been coming a few years now, but this was the first one that was really you know, multi-generational, you had uh, older, younger, families, um, students, 
I mean, we always bring the whole family and the kids. But yeah, but it's but usually just us. Which I think is it's usually just us. Yeah. But yeah, they they followed your lead pretty much. So I saw like a bunch of the other ambassadors parents that i've never seen before i think it's great it's different, parents. It's from, SAS, from the student action summit no this is this has really become something that mm-hmm. you you can't even compare it to anything else because there's nothing quite like what we're gonna have to be comparing things to america fest now i also this. think what's so amazing is someone who was sort of loose i'd never been to a turning point event before but i remember when i was in this high was school, not your first event this was my first tur- turning wow. point event. no i know and yours too right with the uh, exception first, of Great yeah, Reset. First, the first, first. But the first main turning yeah. point. Wow. And nothing against organizations like Young Americans for Freedom, but it's just really interesting to see that among the the younger kind of group, at least who are attending this, that the populist movement is alive and well. Because it's, it's, huge. it's not just yes. talking about tax cuts. Yes. It's not just the idea that, oh, well, kids become conservative that's, once they start paying this. taxes. No. Not no. at all. I mean, I talk to kids my age. I'm like, I'm going to get replaced as the co-host of Warm. There's so much talent out there. These kids really understand the issue. Talk to us about that. Issue. Talk to us. What do you mean by that? Well, I, I just think that, you know, I think young conservatives have always been better informed because the narratives that they're sharing go against the mainstream. So you have to be able to disprove, right? You're sort of formed as the antithesis to what the mainstream is. So inherently, you're just going to know the facts because you have to, because you're always on your heels. You're always on your toes. You're always getting press, right? Everyone in your class, I know how it was, was always asking you, well, why do you believe this? What's the statistic on that? So I know how these kids are so well-informed, but they're really passionate about issues that don't even necessarily impact them. You know, whether it's, I think, issues like education for younger kids, right? Like the the groomer issues and, and the sort of sexualization of children. Um, these kids are really up Did to date. Did she say groomers? There she is. <laughs> I know, I know. Delta Gamma. I mean, you Delta couldn't Gamma. hate Delta Gamma. You picked it out, right? What a hater. <laughs> I know. So transphobic of me. <laughs> yeah. um, but but just for, from all all these issues, they don't just approach it from the sort of, you know, old Reagan standpoint. They approach it with the action, action, action mentality. They want to really? get so involved. I mean, I was, I was blown away because I, I'm sort of not that I'm a pessimistic person, but I always look at sometimes events like these as not, not a waste of resources because it's important for the camaraderie, but I love to see what comes after them, right? It's about the action yes. on the I'm other gonna side. I'm going to say of something that, um, oh, no. Charlie would not have said when he was here. And it's something that Turning Point does that if you go and look when when they sell the tickets on there, if you notice the student prices are much, much cheaper than the adult prices. And when the students come in, they're offered, if they're Turning Point members, they get offered a stipend for their hotel, sometimes even their travel. So when you look at turning point, and this is not me doing a pitch because they they don't even usually talk about this. Charlie doesn't talk about it as much. They actually take the donor money that comes in and they invest it in the kids. The kids. Yeah. They let them come to the events. I've never seen any other organization that does this at that scale. And so it puts it in, this didn't exist when I was coming up, when I was going exactly. to college, nothing like this. It, it never existed. Somebody that I came out here with was talking about he had twins. And there are two colleges in the Midwest, which are you would think are just standard stock, middle-of-the-road colleges, not radical at all, kind of that good Midwestern where you want to send your kids. Both of them are conservatives. And they say that they absolutely dialed down what they're doing. They're in the commun- both of them are in communication, different schools. They dialed down their papers. 
They dial down class participation. They dial it all down and don't come forward to being true conservatives, what they really are, because said the teachers right out of the box, it's a C, right? Is, is, is that pressure in high school? You went, went to the, one of the top prep schools in the country. It was supposed to be so enlightened. Is that <laughs> pressure in high school and in college? Is that real? Oh, 100%. I had a teacher who had purple hair, like the whole trope of the like, you know, non-binary left-wing professor. Um, and I was, this was back in 2016 when Trump was running. So I think I would have been in 10th grade. And she, I, this is serious. She threatened to beat me up because I went on a podcast <laughs> at the time. Wow, Her origin story gets better. <laughs> I know. No, 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 now no, you no, understand why I am the way I am. This is not the show we had <laughs> planned at all, by the way. The, no, did you see what you unleashed? Charlie's going to be like, what did you guys do back like, when I left? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hang on. She a teacher threatened to beat up a student? I'm me. Yes, beat I'm you serious. Up. I'm serious. You probably they, they, you probably she was a they. Right. She was a they. They threatened to beat me up. Hold it. On, on, was it something you said in class? Was it a paper? No, no. So they, so I was always pushing my high school to be more open to political discourse because their new initiative mm -hmm. was diversity, equity, and inclusion. Right. But it really only meant of skin color, right? Religion. It wasn't ideological. Right. right. Um, so I sort of used their own words against them. I, I was always talking to the administration. I'm like, you tell us every day you've made the new motto of the school diversity. Yet if I say anything that is remotely right wing, I'm ostracized and castigated as this crazy Nazi. So I said, why don't we bring in a conservative speaker? For example, to an assembly because they literally brought in a communist one time to come and address the the, the entire the entire student body. I'm Who serious. Who did you want to bring? Um, so we ended up bringing. So I was a Ben Shapiro fan back in the day. So I think it was funnily enough, it actually turned out to be Hugh Hewitt that okay. came, someone okay. from YAF. And so Boy, that's a radical. Yeah, yeah, really. Someone really, 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 after after he spoke, Andy Pudster, the guy yeah, who right? okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. the nicest yeah, yeah. guy, right? Like yeah. so not he run, toxic. He, he runs the like okay. the, the, the food chains. People walked out of his speech. You're kidding me. They called him a Nazi. They got up in the middle. It was like the whole high dramatic Antifa thing. Yeah, the high high school kids. High school kids. Um, a lot of them have now since become transgender, and I'll I'll leave it at that. Uh, um, but but my so my point is so I was I was talking to the administration, I was like, everything you're doing is so hypocritical because you're telling me diversity is so important yet i'm like you know this crazy i'm being th cast as this crazy person because i'm just not a far left democrat so what the issue was was that they started kind of replacing the old guard of teachers at my school and frankly the people who are overseeing administration and admissions with these really really far left people so the kind of institutional culture of the school changed and unfortunately i think that's what we're talking about at these midwestern schools because it's you know the tale is old they're as all, time no, because, you, because you have to, to be a professor to be uh, even yes. a teacher in high school now you have to get your master's degree from one of these teaching yes. institutions yes. this is state law all across the country and in they WR. indoctrinate the teachers even even worse into wokeness and then they go and Let, tell you, let's let's take a commercial break <laughs> take a short commercial break by the way you know what they said out there at harvard westlake they said if we don't get this kid right she's going to end up being working for bannon and warburg uh -huh. <laughs> she's already she's already wearing the trump the maga hat right the little maga beret the maga beret short commercial break we're going to continue on with with natalie when origin, the origin story of a right wing uh, executive editor of, of War Room. Okay, we'll be back shortly. Making break. up a right wing be, radical. We'll, we'll be back in a moment.
in Joe Biden's America, criminals are exalted and the police are condemned. Sad to say, but you need to be prepared and properly trained to defend yourself and to defend your family. Thankfully, there's iTarget Pro. This revolutionary system allows you to dry fire practice with your actual firearm anytime in the safety and privacy of your own home. No more inconvenient trips to the range, and with inflation causing the price of ammo to skyrocket, you save a ton of money. Just download iTarget's proprietary app, load the laser bullet into your firearm, and start your training experience. iTarget will help you develop muscle memory, sharpen target reaction speed, sight alignment, trigger function, and more iTarget Pro comes in all the major calibers, so you can stay sharp with almost any firearm. Go to iTargetPro.com right now and save 10% plus. Get free shipping with the offer code Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, all one word. This makes a great gift for Father's Day and is less expensive than a few hours at the range. That's the letter iTargetPro.com. That's iTargetPro.com. Offer code Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N. Getter has arrived. The new social media taking on big tech, protecting free speech, and canceling cancel culture. Join the marketplace of ideas. The platform for independent thought has arrived. Superior technology. No more selling your personal data. No more censorship. No more cancel culture. Enough. Getter has arrived. It's time to say what you want the way you want. Download now. Okay, make sure you're up on Getter. We're going to be doing, I think, live stream, maybe the live stream of the of the uh, of the Kerry Lake uh, lawsuit. So we got a lot going on, and we're juggling a lot of balls. We're going to go to the border here shortly. We're going to go to Rome, talk to Harnwell about Ukraine. I got Cortez. We got the new federal state, the great uh, anti CCP. We got a whole bunch in the second hour about not just Amfest, but Omnibus, everything that's going on. So. Um, just strap in. Make sure you go to MyPillow.com, promo code Warburn, the great Mike Lindell and the amazing manufacturing company still order today. I think get your gifts if you get on top of it today. So go get, let's let's get to our square. MyPillow.com, promo code Warburn. Right there, you've got the, uh, you got the square. It's still kept the 80% inventory and clearance. Plus, he's got all the buy one, get one freeze, all of it. If you're going to give a gift to someone that's a Warburn Posse member, uh, make sure to give them a MyPillow. It will be deeply appreciated. Okay. Uh, Cortez, I, I got the cold open on McCarthy, but I got a, this, the housing. I want to make sure people understand this again, because mm-hmm. we talked about car, you know, and everybody's catching up with what our analysis has been. Now they're all talking about car repossessions, right? They're, 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 they're talking about the credit cards about to explode and it's going to explode right. more after you p- pass this omnibus, right? Cause this is another st- massive stimulus package, but this housing thing is deeply troubling. Because yeah. your chart, as you told me last night, I said, hey, brother, it looks like the spring of 2020, which right. was like, you know, the beginning of Armageddon. Uh, walk through why that's so disturbing and why that's a leading, you know, you're going to feel that sure. you're seeing that drag. You're going to feel that across industries, whether it's the white goods business, whether it's right. construction, whether it's, you know, people buying home TV units and, and all exactly. the electronic equipment. That's, so it, when you see housing. That means you have an implosion across the the board, sir. No, you're exactly right, Steve. The multiplier effect of housing uh, is incredible, really almost beyond any other sector in the economy because of all the additional spending and economic activity that housing, and especially new housing, leads to. And if we want to put that chart up again, please, chart number one, to show just how not just the extent of the fall, that's bad enough, right? I mean, how large the decline is. 
but also, Steve, how rapid it is, all right? That it, it's not just that we have now reached the spring of 2020 lows on the National Association of Home Builders Index, but how quickly we have gotten there. Uh, and that rapidity, that worries me quite a lot, the speed of the decline. And it suggests, again, that Main Street is an absolute economic crisis. You won't hear this from corporate media. You won't even hear it from business media. But thankfully, Steve, we have you and your platform to make sure the American people are educated on this. No. Again, this is not my opinion. This is the on-the-ground economic reality. This is a consequence it's of 20 straight months of declining real wages in the United States. The worst streak big in time. all of American big, history. Big league. That's the indicator. By the way, Steve, people just think you're a pretty face because you're also a political <laughs> strategist and commentator. Over 20, 30 years in the pits made you the man you are today. Um, let's play. I want to play the uh, – got a big piece of Newsweek, and you know we want to get all viewpoints here in the war room. Let's play that cold open on McCarthy for Cortez and go to the Newsweek piece. I don't know if you saw, but Kevin McCarthy, who is really trying to get the votes to become speaker – he said that if any Republicans in the Senate vote for this omnibus spending bill, $1.7 trillion, then their legislative priorities will not be heard in the House when he is Speaker. Uh, Mitt Romney called that uh, silliness. W what do you think of it? I think Mitt described it pretty well. <laughs> yeah, pretty well. I mean, this is not a vindictive type of thing that we're not in, we're not in high school or college and playing games back and forth. This is real life. And with that being said, Kevin is fighting, I understand, for his political life over there. Wish him well. Don't know how that's going to come out. We have no input on that whatsoever. But to say you're going to stop everything and hold things hostage if we do things that we think is best for our country on our side, and we have Democrats and Republicans both agreeing, then it's something to be worked out when the two get together, both sides, the bicameral. That's why we have a bicameral a body here. Yeah, let me and have the it. House and the Senate. You know, is is so Manchin reminds me of the bill. He's news. got he's he's got he's got Clinton. He's got Clinton esque in there. He's how greasy with that southern you know that gre he's got that 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 type of uh, soap salesman Elmer Gantry type in the beginning of Elmer Gantry where he's the soap salesman or whatever the vacuum cleaner salesman. He, what a grease ball. He's a grease spot. Yeah. Right. Just this awful. Uh, so tell me in Newsweek. OK, drum roll. <laughs> Our great Steve Cortez <laughs> is about to go on the same plank as MTG. Take it away, brother. Make your pitch. Yes, I am joining MTG and President Trump in saying that we should support Kevin McCarthy for Speaker of the House and, of course, hold him accountable. And I know this will shock and probably frustrate, frankly, a lot of folks out there in the audience, because I have been a very consistent and prolific critic, a very, really a fierce critic of Kevin McCarthy for quite a long time. But listen, I have to assess the political situation as it is. I don't believe that there is any credible alternative to the right of Kevin McCarthy, who can become Speaker of the House. And as I lay out in my piece here in Newsweek, and I know a lot of deplorables aren't going to agree with me, but I, I think I, I owe them uh, an explanation in detail of why I've come to this view. And the first reason is three quick reasons. The first one is simply that he won. OK, and that is important. Mitch McConnell did not win in the election. Ronald McDaniel sure didn't win. Uh, Kevin McCarthy won through tireless campaigning, through incredible fundraising, out fundraised the Democrats on the House side, a, a momentous feat. Uh, he won. And, and to the winners go the prizes. Uh, but secondly, more importantly for me, he is moving to the political right. Now, his critics will say that's just for expediency. But he asked me to come in and see him. He looked me man to man, eye to eye, and promised me that securing the border will absolutely be job one of this new Congress when he gets the gavel as Speaker of the House. Has also pledged some important conservative action items, such as uh, removing charlatans like Adam Schiff, um, and Swalwell and Ilhan Omar off of their important committees, putting Marjorie Taylor Greene back on committees. Uh, this is a conservative agenda that I think any America first person 
can get behind. Uh, and I think it's important. And then the third reason for me is the urgency of the situation, Steve. I do not believe, you know, the American people just handed a mandate to the Republicans, uh, not just by winning uh, numerically in the House, but also winning the popular vote, which is unusual. I do not believe that we can spend days and potentially weeks and months having a Republican food fight over who should be the Speaker of the House because the business of the House cannot start no, at can, all can, until can, we have a can, Speaker. Can, I think can I keep you, revolt against can I, us. Can I keep you for a few minutes on on the other side? Because yes. I want to. I know you, you've been, uh, you know, Russ voting people talk about it, but you've been. And in fact, when you first, I first met you in the sixteen campaign, uh, you were the first Wall Street guy to really talk about the cartel on uh, the cartel in in the nation's capital on, on Capitol Hill, which is one of the central right. beating heart. You got the cartel up there. You have the administrative state, which is kind of now merge, and you have the. Uh, the the donors, the Wall Street, and the tech oligarchs, which the Twitter thing starting to show us insights to. So I think it. Um, I, I just want to pick your brain about that because this is a pretty big change. You've been you've been the most adamant of anybody about the cartel. Short commercial break. The second hour is packed with a little backlog. We're going to get to all of it from Maricopa County to the border to Rome, Ukraine, and the nation's capital. Next in the war room. Years have proven that we need to be prepared. We constantly see government overreach, attacks on our communication and energy grid, worldwide conflict, natural disasters, and the never-ending assault on our security and privacy. Having reliable communications is essential. Now, don't get caught without reliable communication. And I'm here to tell you, your fragile cell phone simply won't cut it. It will not cut it. That's why I've partnered with the Satellite Phone Store, so you can stay prepared and assure your vital communication stays private. They're one of America's largest satellite telephone companies with thousands of happy, well-prepared customers. Right now, they have a special promotional offer when you go to sat123.com slash Bannon. That is sat, S-A-T, 123.com slash Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N. Get a free Amerisat satellite phone, 150 monthly minutes, free United States domestic number, and free rollover minutes for only 99 95 plus tax per month with an annual agreement. Now go to sat, that's S-A-T, 123.com, sat, 123.com slash Bannon and get your device today. Don't put it off. Life can change in an instant. That's sat, 123.com slash Bannon. Do it today. Take action. War Room Posse, you already know free speech is under constant attack by the swamp and their big tech allies. They resell your communications and personal data while lecturing and laughing at you. I've got the solution. Unplugged Systems, a secure communications company, has an app suite you can install on any Android phone, including its own uncancelable app store, VPN, antivirus, and highly encrypted messenger better than Wicker, Signal, Telegram, or anything else. None of your message or VPN traffic is stored, analyzed, or sold. Claim your security for only $10 a month. Go to their website, unplugged.com. That's unplugged.com slash warroom to install the Unplugged Suite. It's secure. It's private. It's the way we stay connected and informed. Get it now. Take action, action, action. Use your agency.